Praise the Lord. This is Sister Pamela Williams, and our thought for today is the absolute truth. The Word of God is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. In order to achieve freedom and have good success, we must meditate on the Word of God, which is the Word of truth, and also obey the Word of truth. We must execute and apply. Application is required. Also, we can speak and pray the Word of God. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11, tells us, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returns not there, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. The Word of God is scripturally revealed truth given by supernatural means. God's Word of truth turns you from the world's wrong way of thinking to His ways which are holy and full of righteousness. Please keep us in your prayers and we'll be praying for you. And may God continue to bless you and increase your faith in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for another day. I thank you for waking us up this morning and closing our right mind. For your protection, Father God, we ask you. Thank you so much for just encamping your angels and being camped around about us to keep us safe, even during this pandemic. And, Father God, we thank you for all things for life, health, and that you open up our understanding that we can know you more better, just to know you better, know what you desire of us. And, Father God, we just thank you for just being God all by yourself and taking care of all of us and just making things right for us. And, Father, we thank you for this Sunday school. We thank you for those that, have, are able to be on the line today, and we thank you for all that just have a desire to be more closer to you. And Father God, we ask you all to bring a blessing in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, sis. God bless you. Amen. So our topic for today is the absolute truth. Our topic for today, once again, is the absolute truth. And so God's word is the absolute truth, and this is the thought that he gave me, the title he gave me, because his word, it is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Amen. And now more than ever before, we must speak. We need the truth, and we must be swift to do what the truth instructs us to do. The truth is found in the word of God, which is the book of truth, which is where you'll find his will. So anyone searching, because the Bible says, he that hunger and thirsts after righteousness, which is found in his word, shall be filled. Hallelujah. So we're going to go to John chapter 8, verse 31. Said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall Know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go back up to verse 31. 
Then said Jesus to the Jews that believed on him, if you continue or remain or stick with, that means you don't stop, you don't give up, you keep his word in your heart, then are you my disciples. That means you are a true follower. And he said, indeed, it is for sure and without question. The Bible says you will know the tree by the fruit that it bears. Yes. And then in verse 32, he says, and ye shall know. That means you will recognize, you will be able to discern, you will realize the truth. And what will the truth do? Make you free. It will make you free. Yes. And so what is truth? That's what we want to deal on today because we're talking about the absolute truth is only found in the word of God. So what is truth? Truth means that it's something that is unhidden. It is always there. It always has been. It's available to us to see it, to tap into it, to receive it if our heart is in the right place or if our heart is in right standing according to the word of God. The truth, which is found in his word, is everlasting, and, it, and you can always rely on the truth. The truth doesn't lie to us. The truth is the way it is. It is actually the right way. The truth, which is found in God's word, is the only key to open a locked door. Now, these are familiar passages. We, we know them and we quote them, but we must abide in or continue in the truth. And King David says, thy word do I hide in my heart. The reason he says that is because he no longer wanted to sin against God. And he realized the word which is by God, from God, has the power to keep a man from sinning against God in this flesh that we live in. So John 14 and 1 says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. This is Jesus talking. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Verse 4, and whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. Now listen to what Thomas is going to ask the question to Jesus, because he's speaking to his disciples. They're all listening. They're attentive to what he's saying. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether you go, and how can we know the way? Listen to what Jesus said, verse 6. Jesus said unto him, what does he say to Philomena? I am the way. Yes. What else did he say? The truth and the life. Yes. And he also puts in the stipulation, no man can what? Come into the Father but by me. Yes. So here's the importance of truth and what he's saying. Truth will turn you from the wrong, your wrong, to his right. Mm. And truth does not need a validation from man. 
Jesus said, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. And if you want to get to the Father, you got to go through me. And look at what he says in verse 7. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth or from now on, you know him and have seen him. And listen to what Philip says. Now, we went from Thomas' question, now Philip asked a question. Philip said unto him in verse 8, Lord, show us the Father, and it will it suffices us or it will satisfy us. Listen to what Jesus said in verse 9. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? And he that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou, show us the Father? Do you know who this was that was speaking through Jesus? It was the word of God. It was the word on the inside of Jesus speaking and answering the question to Philip. But who sent the word? The Father sent the word. And that's why Jesus said, as I hear, I do. I don't say anything except for what the Father gives me to speak. But the Father sent the word to Jesus. And so the word is answering Philip. The word says, have I been so long time with you, and yet have thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then? Show us the Father. Look at what he says, verse 10. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? And look at what he says here. What's the, what, what do you see right there in the next verse? The words that I speak unto you, what does he say? Jesus is saying, these are not my words, but these are the words that the Father who's dwelling in me, he gave to me, and he's the one that does the works. And look what he says in verse 11. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Because the works that Jesus performed on earth proved that the Father was in him dwelling by his spirit to do those things that he as a natural man could never do. Yes. The Father with the Holy Spirit gave Jesus the power to do healing, to cast out demons, to set those that are in captivity free, to give sight to the blind. That was the power of God in Jesus Christ. It was his power. And Jesus always, Jesus always pointed them to his father. Let's go on. Let's read. So verse, I'm in verse 13. Actually, verse, verse 12, it says, um, John fourteen twelve, Verily, verily, or truly, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And what type of works? And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Verse 13, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you how long? Forever. Forever. Amen. And listen to what he is. This is where we're going to, verse 17. Even the spirit of who? Truth. Yes. 
Today we're talking about the absolute truth, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither does it know him. But you know him, for he's dwelling in with you and shall be in you, just like the spirit of truth is in me, and I'm not speaking of myself. I'm speaking what the Father has given to me by the word that's in me. I'm sharing with you that same spirit. The world can't receive it because it doesn't see him. It doesn't know him. I'm going on verse 17 again. But he says, you know him or you recognize him for he's living on the inside of you. Now, how does he, the spirit of truth, dwell in us? Or how can he? What are the things we must do? We must pray, fast, fast, and even meditate on his word. The scripture says, let's go to 1 Timothy 4 and 15. This is how the spirit of truth will dwell in us. This is Apostle Paul giving instructions to Timothy, a, a young minister who was trained in the ways of, his, his, uh, of the Lord, his grandmother, his mother. They taught him the ways of the Lord. Look at what uh, Apostle Paul instructed Timothy in verse, can you read verse 15? Chapter 4, verse 15. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that they profiting, that thou profiting may appear to all. Hallelujah. He says, meditate upon the things of God, the things found in his word. He said, give, give a piece of yourself. All of yourself. Holy. He said, give thyself whole, your entire, that is your mind, your, 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 your soul, your spirit, and this physical body will line up and have to obey the word of God. And he said, when you do this, not only are you going to profit, but as you are profiting, it's going to appear to all. People will see the hand of God upon us. Now, if we don't give our, when we do not give ourselves wholly to, to God and his word, the book of Acts, chapter 17 and 16, look at what Paul recognized in Athens. Acts 17 and 16. Oh, now while Paul waited for them in Athens, his spirit was stirred, and his the spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. So Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.15 says, meditate upon the things of God, uh, the things in his word. Give ourselves wholly to them that our profiting may appear to all. But there's another spirit that Paul recognized, and it's in Acts chapter 17 and 16. Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him. He saw the city was wholly given to what? Idolatry. Yes. And so what, what, what the church has done is they have forsaken the word of God and they have given themselves over to the spirit of idolatry. And idolatry is anything that we allow to take place of the true God that 
is worshipped, adored, or admired, or anything that we exalt above God. That's what idolatry is. So we, we have failed to meditate on his word. And so what we are doing, instead of having our eyes on the word of God and looking up above to the Father, we're looking to people and we're looking to the world to give us what we need, but they can't give us freedom. Amen. And so let's go, let's go back to John 14 and 18. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that we will not give ourselves over to idolatry, but we will give ourselves wholly to meditating on your word and whew, fasting and yeah. praying yeah. and seeking his faith in the name of Jesus. And I thank God for the freedom to open our eyes. He's opening our eyes to see these things. When we go back over yeah. to John 14 and 18, I'll start reading verse 18. Look at what Jesus says. He says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world sees me no more. But you see me because I live, you shall live also. Verse 20, and that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. In other words, I will reveal myself to him. Now Judas asked the question. It's not as scary as the other Judas, verse 22. Judas said unto him, not as scary as Lord. How is it that you will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Look at what Jesus answered and said unto him. If a man love me, he will keep or obey my words. And the truth is found in the word of God. And my father will love him. And look at what he says, what's going to happen. And we, we, the father and his son and the Holy Spirit will come unto him. And what will they do? We will make our abode or our, your temple that God, this body will be a holy vessel unto God. We will come in and make our abode with that person, with him. And look at what he says, verse 24. He that loveth me not, and do not obey my saying, and the word which you hear, even it's not mine, but it's the Father's which sent me. He that loveth me not keepeth not my saying. That's just a very, it's just, it's, it's, it's very clear. If we do not really love him, we will not keep his saying. He says, and the word which, someone just chimed in, we're in John chapter 14, I'm reading verse 24. He that loveth me not keepeth not my saying, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. Verse 25, these things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you what? All things pertaining to life and godliness and the truth of the word. And will bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Look at what Jesus says in verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. He's saying that again. Neither let it be afraid. 
You have heard how I said unto you, I'm going away. I go away and come again unto you. If you love me, you would be you would be happy or you will rejoice because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is what? He's greater than I. Yes. Verse 29. And now have I told you before it come to pass that when it is come to pass, you might what? Believe. Believe. And so truth will always come to pass. Our thought for today is the absolute truth. Truth always comes to pass. That's what Jesus said, St. John fourteen twenty nine. And now I have told you, he said, I have told you or spoken to you the truth so that before it comes to pass, that when it is come to pass, when it happens, you may believe. Let's go over to uh, John chapter 17, verse 17. We're talking about the whole truth and nothing but the truth. It's only found in the word of God. John 17 and 17. Now, this is Jesus' prayer. He prayed in the garden before he went to the cross, before he was arrested. We're talking about truth. John 17 and 17, it says, sanctify them. This is his prayer to God the Father. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is what? Truth. Truth. And the Lord began to deal with me about truth is undisputable. What does truth do? Truth takes you from the place of doom, death, corruption, bondage, and puts you on the real journey of freedom. Freedom from yourself, freedom from doctrines of men, it puts you on a pathway of freedom to righteousness, to wholeness, to wellness, both mentally, physically, and spiritually. That's what freedom does. And the freedom is only found in the truth of God's word. You, get, you will not find it anywhere else. I'm going to go over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. Look at, what, look at what the writer here says to us. Remember, freedom takes us from a place of doom, death, corruption, any bondage, and it puts you on your real journey to freedom. Remember Jesus said, whom the Son is set free, is free indeed. Whom he makes free, they are free never to refer, return back to bondage. First Thessalonians 5.23. Here's what the writer says. And the very God of peace, what will he do? He will sanctify you. Here's that word again, holy. That's your entire being. That is your mind, your body, and your spirit. And I pray, God, your whole what? Spirit and your what? Soul and your Yes, be what? Preserved or kept. Preserved blameless until when? The coming of our Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. The only way your body that we live in can be preserved, you need the word of truth. 
And God's truth must be mixed with faith. Let's go over to Hebrews 4 and 1. Hebrews 4 and 1. Because the children of Israel had Moses as their leader, and Moses was a spokesperson for God. And what Moses said came to pass, but here's where they fell short. Hebrews 4 4 and 1. 1 and 2, yes, ma'am. Okay. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us for entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Thank you, God. Let's go back up to verse 1. He said, let us therefore fear or beware, lest the same promise, that God promised to them, that he promised us through his word of entering. There's a rest to the people of God. There's a rest from the labors. There's a rest from sickness. There's a rest from disease. There's a rest from the enemy that God has promised us, eternal life, that we seem to come short of it. And then he gives a breakdown. How do you fall short of it? Because when the gospel is preached, I'm in verse 2. Mm-hmm. Just like the gospel is being preached to us, it's in his word. The gospel is the good news. It is the truth from God that is sent and given to us by men. God's word is inspired, is breathed, the breath of God that he inspired man to write. It says that, but the word preached did not profit them. Why not? Because they didn't mix it with their faith. If this is an ingredient, just like if you're baking a cake, you could put sugar in there, but if you don't have flour and all the other ingredients that goes with it, you'll, you'll never have a perfect cake. And so he's saying the word of God, the gospel, which is the good news, It has to be mixed with your faith in order to profit you when you hear it. Once the truth is heard, we have a responsibility, thank you, Holy Ghost, to accept the truth, and then we must mix or we must use our faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We must use our faith to believe that truth, and then it will profit us. Once Whenever the truth of God's word is spoken or heard, this is the only way to guarantee it. We have to take a responsibility to accept his truth, and then we use our faith to believe it, and then it will profit us. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. When we have God's truth, then we realize time is of the essence. The Lord puts an urgency in our spirit, and we recognize we cannot afford to waste any of the precious time that God has given to us to do the specific work or task that he has called us to do. Truth prevents 
you for, from allowing your life to escape you or pass you by. God's truth, which is found in his word, I'm only talking about his word, it delivers you from this vicious, vicious cycle of the world. They just keep going in a circle, in a circle. You know, uh, Solomon wrote, there's nothing new under the sun. There's a cycle that the world is in, that God, by his word and the truth and your faith in his word, wants to deliver us and bring us from. When we walk in God's truth, which is found in his word, we're not easily influenced by negativity. God's truth produces life, and it places us back in alignment with his will for our life. Without his truth, we cannot survive. Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that what? That proceeds or comes out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. God's truth sets us on the pathway to overcome the world. Remember Jesus said, they are in the world, but what? Not of the world. When we walk in God's truth, his truth helps us. It eliminates all the thoughts that the enemy, those fiery darts of the wicked, they are contrary to the word of God. We are familiar with the scripture, but we're really not applying the word. We're not executing his word. We're not speaking his word. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 says, casting down every imagination, casting down imagination. Thank you, Father God. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. That's anything outside of God's true word. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of who? Christ. That's the anointing. That is the word of God. When we walk in God's truth, it's not my opinion. My opinion doesn't mean anything compared to God's word. It's not what I think. It is the unadulterated word of God when we walk in his truth. That's what it is. God's truth doesn't conform to the world. God's truth transforms and renews our mind. God's truth frees us from the need to be in control. Because we realize that God is truly in control. Amen. God's truth brings peace, love, joy in the Holy Ghost, even when there may be chaos and evil and confusion all around and everywhere else. That's what his truth brings. God's truth places His truth will place us exactly where we need to be in the center of the Father's will where we really acknowledge he is the chief commander over every decision. It's not me. I'm not directing, the Bible says. It's not a man to direct his own steps. Remember the Lord says in Proverbs 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with what? All your and do not what? When we have God's truth down on the inside, it will stop us from leaning to our own understanding. 
He says, in all your ways, what? Acknowledge, Acknowledge him. And he will direct you by his word, by his spirit, your path. God's truth keeps us humble. Yes. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. God's truth helps us to stay so focused that we're not distracted. And it helps us. It will help us to, to disconnect or turn off from all other distractions. God's truth is designed and ordained from the foundation of the world to deliver us or keep us or protect us from evil so that we're not led away from our true purpose or the calling that he has on our lives. Because when we're led away from our true purpose, the leading away is taking you to the errors of the world and all the wickedness that the world has to offer us. God's truth gives us the power to break through every obstacle. That's why we go to Romans 1.16. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Listen to what Apostle Paul said. That song was ringing in my spirit. He says, we are not ashamed. There's a song, we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Romans 1.16. If you could read verse Romans, uh, Romans 1, chapter 1. Or 16 and 17, please. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God until salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, sis. So Romans chapter 6, chapter 1, verse 16. Apostle Paul is speaking here. He says, for I, he is not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. (laughs) He's not ashamed of what? He's making it very clear. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the good news. That is the word of God. For he understood God gave him revelation. For it is the power of God, the word of God, the gospel of Christ is the power of God, what? That leads you to salvation. To who? To any and everyone who believes. He said it's to the Jew first because Jesus offered the word. He, He came to the Jews, but they didn't receive him. And also to the Greeks. And look at what he says, verse 17. For herein, therein is the righteousness. This is how the righteousness of God is revealed how? From faith to faith. And listen to what he says. As it is written, the just shall live by, in the, in the book of, yes, but in the book of Habakkuk, it says the just shall live by his faith. It is not my faith. It's the faith of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Remember the Bible says he was full of grace and truth. When he came, he was full of grace and truth because the truth is only found in the word of God. It's not found in the world. And look at what he says in verse 18. 
For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all what? Ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. They have the truth, but they, they are holding it in unrighteousness. There's a scripture that says the Jews, instead of submitting to the righteousness of God, they went about and established their own righteousness. Okay. I'm reminded of the scripture in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, where Apostle Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. The truth is only found in his word. God's truth keeps us from wandering over to a place where evil resides. It protects us. The truth keeps us free, sis. God's word is the absolute truth. Hallelujah. You know, I began to think about, now, in Genesis chapter 2, we know God gave Adam the commandment. But here is where we fall short, too, just like Adam. So Adam was given the truth in the Garden of Eden, just like God has given us his holy book. Adam was given the truth in the Garden of Eden, and as long as Adam held on to the truth, he didn't realize it, but he was free. As long as we hold on to the truth, we are free. When he let go of the truth, when he disobeyed the truth, what happened? He began to fall. Uh And the death process began to be activated. So when we have God's truth, we also get an unctioning from the Holy Ghost. And what happens is when that Holy Spirit unctions you, your spirit gets stirred up and you are so on fire. You want to spread the word of God, which is the gospel, which we're not ashamed of, and we stop gossiping. Jesus said in St. John fourteen six, hallelujah, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. God has given us the book of truth, which is the holy book. He's given us the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Ghost. And he sent the man of truth, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And if we could just get in our spirit that the only way to have truth and be free and have permanent happiness is found in Jesus. It's found in the Word. Now, it's, it, it's no coincidence that today is Independence Day, the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. But, but the true road to freedom is not in firecrackers and all the celebrations, all the decorations that they, are, they put out there. The true road to freedom or the real truth 
is that there is no other person, there is no other place, there is no other thing on earth. Let's go to the scripture. He says, Acts 4 and 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. He's saving us from bondage. Man. There's nothing else on earth that can offer us the freedom that's found in the word of God and in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is our last verse. It's John eight thirty six. It says, if the Son therefore shall make you free, hallelujah, you shall be free in the you. Amen. Amen. Thank God for his word. Yeah, Lord, I thank God for it, for the freedom that his word offers, the freedom that his word grants, the promises that are found in his word, and the truth that will make us free. Knowing that truth, obeying that truth, continuing in that truth, that is the only way to stay free. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, for your love and sending your word and sending your son, Lord God. Lord, I thank you, God. I thank you for the freedom, Lord God, that you offer to us. Yes, God, to believe your word, to receive your word, to acknowledge. We acknowledge your word, Lord God. May we speak your word. May we think about your word. May we be hearers and doers of your word, Lord God. Lord God, these are things that you have put in place so that we can be free and free indeed. And, Lord, I thank you that we recognize and realize that there is nothing else. There is no other name that you've given through your word. There is no other person, hallelujah, whereby we must be saved, saved from the wrath that's coming on this world. I just thank you for your truth, God. Yes, God. I thank you for revealing where your truth is and how to obtain your truth, how to keep your truth, and that we are to execute the truth or apply the truth into our everyday life. We just thank you, Lord God. We just want to grow in your grace. In Jesus' name, yes, God. And, Lord, I, I, I do. I repent, Lord God, and ask you, God, to forgive us because we've heard to abide in your words, but we haven't been. And Satan, we bind every distraction right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We bind Amen. the spirit of distraction. And, Lord, I thank you according to your word. No weapon that is formed against us will prosper. I pray that we will walk in the light, for Jesus is the light of the world. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.